This episode of Okie Podcast is brought to you by Southwest Trading Company. If you've not been to Southwest Trading Company, please go do that right now or after this podcast. But the location for Southwest Trading Company is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Southwest Trading Company has so many items from so many different artists like jewelry, art, blankets, cedar boxes, clothing, collectibles. You name it, they got it. So why not shop at Southwest Trading Company? Go like the Facebook page, follow the Facebook page. To keep up with all new events coming out the store and items. And once again, that location is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go check them out and let them know Russ from Okie Podcast sent you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Okie Podcasts. And on this episode, I have MMA fighter Samson Tabitite on the show. Hello, everybody. What's this going is, on? This is Samson Tabitite. He's an MMA fighter out of uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm from Okmulgee, Oklahoma, though. You're from Okmulgee? Yeah, I was uh, basically born and raised in Okmulgee. Mhm. And so how what was it like growing up over there? Uh it was cool. I didn't really have too many problems. I mean, uh not a lot to do, so me and my brothers and friends we you know, got in trouble here and there, but mostly hung out, played basketball, video games. Mhm. Did you wrestle or anything? No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't do anything, or I didn't play any sports in uh, school. I think I played second grade football and no, third grade f- basketball and fifth grade football. Mm. And then when did you move here? Uh, I think I've been up in Tulsa probably about six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just made more sense. My job at the time was up here. Uh, gyms were up here. Everything was up here at the time, so made sense to uh, move this way. Mm. Is that when you started training six years ago? Uh, well, I think it was like more seven years, seven years ago. Uh, I actually went pro, or I actually started fighting before I found the gym. Uh, I just worked out and hit a heavy bag a lot. And then I think after my sixth fight, my first MMA fight, actually, I started training at the factory grappling club. Whoa. Because I got taken down and choked out. Oh, for real? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's good, though. He's a, 
He's a champ now. I was at a heavier weight then too. So. Really? Yeah, I was fighting at 45 when I should have never been at 45. I fought at 55 twice too, mm-hmm. but should have never fought there either. I won one and lost one though, so it was all right. So what do you fight at? 125? Yeah, I cut down to 125 now. For real? Yeah. It's From true. like what's your like walk around weight? I guess. Uh, I got up to 152. A while back, but I try to maintain the low 40s for my walk around weight, like one four in between 140 and 145, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, start a fight week. I try to wake up that Monday morning at under 140, just so it's not too much of a uh, weight cut. Mm-hmm. Dang, 125. You ever did 135? Yeah, I fought at 35. For real? Yeah, uh, there's. There's some big guys there still, though. Like, I was talking to some guys. They're walking around 160, cutting to 35. What? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> see, I was fighting at 45. I didn't know people. I didn't know nothing about weight cutting like that. So mm-hmm. they were, uh, they always had a weight advantage on me. I didn't know. Yeah. I just fought. I won most of them, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I'm. At 25 now, my coaches feel that's the best move, especially since I turned pro. As an amateur, it wasn't that big of a deal. And uh, weight cutting is hard on your body if you don't do it right. So, you know, I wasn't going to cut and not get paid because you don't get paid as an amateur. Yeah, I know. Is that still a thing? Like you don't get paid for amateur fighting? No, you get a – I believe it's – you can get travel, like a travel fee or whatever. You mm-hmm. get ticket, uh, percent of ticket sales. And I think some do like a pay-per-view. Like if they have it online, have their pay-per-view, you could type in their name mm. when you buy it, and they'll get credit for that. Oh, their code or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, but at, you don't get nothing to show up. That like uh, if it's far away, like I said, they'll give you gas for their pay for travel and hotel, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like I got uh, three of my three of my buddies. They're amateurs, right? They're really good though. Really good amateurs. They're fighting in uh, New York uh, tomorrow, actually. Whoa! They're in uh, Queensbury. They're fighting for uh, Muay Thai fights. The Freedom Fight Promotions mm-hmm. up there, and uh, hopefully bring they're gonna hopefully bring the, these titles back here. Yeah, but like I said, that's paid for. Like they pay for the travel, they pay for the hotel while they're there. So there's perks. Yeah, they train with you. At, yeah, uh, the factory. No, they train with me at Forza. Uh-huh. Uh, Forza Combat Sports here. Uh. Coach Leo Perucci, he's uh, the owner and head coach there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been training with him for maybe a little over a year, maybe a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hit me up after one of my fights a long time ago, actually. And then I just couldn't, didn't have the reliable transportation at the time. and I just didn't put forth the effort I guess at that point in time and then uh, I ended up fighting one of his guys 
and uh, Jad Al-Khatib. It was supposed to be my last amateur fight, but I ended up doing one more after that. But I ended up uh, landing a spinning back kick to the liver in the uh, first round, 47 seconds. And then uh, he invited me over to the gym again, and I started one of the other fighters, Nick O'Brien, he hit me up. I was downtown because I, I worked security uh, at a couple bars or whatever mm-hmm. on the weekends. And uh, Nick O'Brien was down there, and he invited me there too. So I was like, all right, I'm going to come check it out. And I've been going there ever since. So it's definitely leveled my game up a lot, especially mm-hmm. my stand-up. Yeah, I hear some good things about Forza. Was that right down the road? Used to be? Yeah, it used to be right down the road. Where is it now? Uh, It's right off. It's still off of 145th up by the Waffle House. You know where the Waffle House is? Uh, I think it's like 61st. Oh, yeah. I don't know the uh, Broken Arrow Street, but mm-hmm. it's like 61st Street. Yeah. Okay. But it's right there. They got the Waffle House. I forget which bank is right there, but they got a bank. And right behind them, they got uh, some buildings. And that's where Force is at right now. Is it a bigger place now? Yeah, it's a nice place. Uh, he's got the ring, uh, ring in it, uh, mats, bags, everything. It's a pretty good gym. He's supposed to be getting a cage, hopefully soon. So. So do you train there and at the factory? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I do all my grappling and uh, like ground-based MMA over at the factory, mm-hmm. and then I do. All my striking over at Forza. Mm, okay. Just uh, a lot of the guys are around my size, and uh, so it helps me in that area. Whereas the factory, like I'm one of the smallest guys over there, so I'm not used to speed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I go over to Forza. Every I think there's like, well, Jimmy Flick, he trains over there. Uh, let's see, Jeff Wilton. He he's fighting for a title tomorrow. He's a twenty fiver as well. Uh, Xander Hall. We got quite a few uh one twenty fivers there. So it we all get to level each other up. That's how it goes. Yeah, room full of killers. Yeah, I got I got a bunch of uh guys over at the factory though. Man, they they be pushing me. Especially when I'm able to make noon class. If I'm not working, uh, I'm able to make noon class. And it's just a bunch of killers every time. Mm-hmm. So it it helps me. Uh, they push me, show me techniques. I got Coach Clay Mars is the owner at the of the factory. We got everybody pitches in with coaching. But uh, we got Andrew Daughtry. Um, Charlie, Patrick Kelly Mills, Ryan Carpio, Daniel Roberts. He's a UFC vet. Uh, it's just it's a bunch of high level grapplers, mm-hmm. and that like I said they push you every every time, and even the even the newer guys, because it's like a wrestle, more wrestling based jujitsu. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot of top pressure and. Like they're trying to smash you, and like I said, I'm one of the smaller guys, so it uh definitely makes me get better. <laughs> yeah, 
I know that's that's exactly what it is. I mean, I remember because uh, I trained in New Mexico uh, and the speed of fitness, and then I moved to A and K Muay Thai, and I mean it's always like the community. Like they're always like so cool. You would think like maybe they're assholes, maybe, mm-hmm. but I remember just getting smashed like my first time I ever tried to roll or do King of the Mountain or something. Yeah. And I mean, there were guys that were like 155, 145, like, like small dudes. Right. And I'm like, back then I was like 280 and I was like, I got talked into doing jujitsu cause I was doing CrossFit there. And I remember I got talked into it and I was like, Oh, I'll just, I'll just manhandle everybody. Right. Like real ignorant. Yeah. And so, Man, that did not happen. I remember I got I got double leg really quick by one a one fifty fiver and took me down. Lay like didn't lay on me, just moved around quickly. Like I was so slow, I was like molasses moving around <laughs> and like just fucking moving around me real quick and got me down and that was it. Like that was king of the mountain. And then by the time like we got done with that, man, I was I was pretty tired. Then we had to go through the moves. And then we had to go through the, we did 20 minute, a 20 minute roll after class. So they set the timer and it was like, I think it's three minutes and then you would switch off and I was new. So the heavyweights and the light heavyweights I was training with, they were just switching me off. Like, like I get beat right. And then another one come and they just beat me like constantly kick my ass. And, and I, I was telling, um, Wesley drained this man. I was like, bro. I was like, I felt like I was drowning. Like I was like, it felt like I was in the ocean, and I was just like, you can't touch the ground or anything. And it's just like, and then I, I couldn't get air. And this guy like they're laying on top of me, and they're so heavy and strong. And it's like I can't do anything. Yeah. Everything I try to yeah. do, I get countered, and I don't know how to get out of this stuff. And like it was to the point where, I like they weren't even doing anything, and I was just tapping out. Like I, I was like, bro, I got guys. I got, I got to take a break. Like I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm seriously, the waiver I signed for death, my death waiver, it's probably gonna come in handy <laughs> if I don't take a fucking break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's definitely like everybody talks about being in shape or they want to get in better shape before they try it out. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not, you're not gonna get, no. you're not gonna get that shape unless you do it. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to continue, and. I got smashed, like like you said, all the time. As soon as you, like, I had no grappling, none. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, my uh, first MMA fight. It was my sixth fight, and I fought Michael Billups out of Tulsa, and I get. I think he was. It was for the belt, the one forty five pound belt, I believe, and uh, he was the champ. He was undefeated at the time, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I remember taking a fight. I was like, "All right, I'm I'm gonna get it. This is my shot. This is my first MMA fight. I got little gloves. I'm powerful. You know, like I said, cocky or confident. And I didn't know nothing about grappling. Like I didn't wrestle in high school. I just, you know, we always threw hands. So mm-hmm. uh, I think I remember going in there and I clipped him in the first round and then it was like every right hand I threw he ducked under and shot for the takedown got me down I fought him like I threw him off me a couple times and then 
I got tired. It's a different type of cardio. So yeah, I, I think third round, he finally got me. He went for that rear naked choke like three or four times before he finally got it. And yeah, got me with the choke third round. But I say it was a tough competition. You know, Michael, he's still top. I think he's still got the belt as a pro now. So it's not like he was, he was just a slouch. And yeah, I was like, man, I got to get some ground game. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, but yeah, everybody, I've gotten a lot better. I'm still only a blue belt, but like I did a, a grappling match uh, in the cage for a martial combat league mm-hmm. in the Indian, I believe. And uh, it was against a uh, purple belt with higher rank, mm-hmm. and I ended up submitting them. So, like, sometimes it's not about belt ranks, but other times it is. I guess he had a wrestling background. And I, I do very well. I got good balance and uh, good body control, I guess. So it helps out with my takedown defenses and just being strong. Uh, strong enough to hold off like people that have wrestled their entire life and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Granted, I could throw punches too. Like just straight up wrestling, they'll probably beat me. But between uh just adding everything together, uh it's helped me out a lot. Mm-hmm. Have you been competing in jiu-jitsu like beyond like besides that one that you were just talking about, like these AGF tournaments and everything? Yeah, uh I did my first AGF tournament I did, it was before they had the uh, rule set. They changed the rule set or whatever, where you have to compete by belt rank or mm. whatever. So mm-hmm. I think I did like the intermediate. I was like, I don't know. It was only, it was a small weight class. I only did one division. I ended up winning. I got gold, but I only did two matches. I got, they got one, one by sub and one by points. And then, I've only done them in December, too, the ones here in Tulsa. And then uh, the next year, I basically swept everybody in my my division. It was a white belt division. And uh, it was crazy because me and a teammate, we was in the same division. We were the same weight. And uh, we ended up being on opposite sides of the brackets, and we met each other in the finals both times. Mm -hmm. And it was it was dog fight, but I ended up getting it. And then he's gotten so much better since then. And, uh, we still train to, like we train at the factory together and he's like, I could tell he's gotten a lot better and he sub subbed me, tapped me out quite a few times in there. And I don't think, I don't know if he, neither one of us placed this year. That's what it was. Yeah. Mm. We both, we've, uh, reentered, but I think I was coming I was coming back from being sick. I was sick for like a week. I hadn't trained for like a month. I was like, I already paid for the thing. So and I was feeling better, but then I got I got in there and I was grappling and uh Yeah, it I didn't do good. I think I won one match. But uh there's always I I plan on going back this year and testing it out. Or any other, like, if I can make a different one, if I don't have any fights lined up or anything. Mm-hmm. So they, so you, they let you 
grapple against each other, like in the finals. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Coach, so, <laughs> the coaches just watched. They didn't. Uh, <laughs> coach, they didn't coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we didn't have coaches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and my buddy Leon, we we did that at a tournament, and it was a heavyweight division. And man, we ran through everybody in our bracket, and. He asked me like beforehand, like I think like the the fight week or whatever happened like Monday. He was like, "Man, what if we meet in the finals?" And I was like, "I doubt we will, but or maybe I don't know, maybe maybe." And he's like, "He's like, you're gonna know all my, all my moves." I was like, "Bro, I know your moves already, like, <laughs> and you know mine. Mine, my go to was side control all the time, and and that's how I always got him. And his is like, uh, he always liked to sprawl on people, and so, but." We met in the finals, and we. I mean, I, I had the Leon. If you're listening, I had I had the uh, I had the stronger side of the bracket because I was I was I beat this one guy. He had four stripes on his belt, and I only had one. And I was like, "Damn, this guy!" And he trained at a Gracie a Gracie gym over there. And I was like, "Damn, this guy like looks legit. He looks. He had a blue gi on. <laughs> like he looked like he looked stout as fuck." And I was like, "Damn!" But I was bigger than him, and I was just like. I just got to do what I do in practice. And he was fucking tough. Like, he was, like, the last one to get to the finals. And he was, like, he was strong, but I outlasted him. And I I got him finally to the ground. And I went to side control. And I got him in the uh, Americana. And I don't know how I did I just did it really quick. And I just fucking pulled it. And he tapped out. And I was like, oh, God. Thank God. <laughs> and then Leon won his. And we met in the finals. And our coach is like, just... Just play rock, paper, scissors, guys. And so we ended up playing rock, paper, scissors, and I lost, and I got second place, and he got first. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. That's funny. <laughs> but no, yeah. We we ended up facing each, facing each other twice that day. Damn. Uh, we did no gi and, and uh, gi. I, I got so The only time I lost that day was the... Uh, no gi challenger so it was like up to 70 175 or whatever mm-hmm. and uh i lost to i think he won the 160 pound division and uh in their division or whatever mm-hmm. and then i won the 146 up to 146 pound division so he's a little bit bigger than me but he set me i thought i had to find fluke choke and i don't know what he did but he choked like he put he stuck his fist in my throat from the bottom and like I was like, there was nothing I could do. <laughs> I was like, damn. And then I ended up uh, doing gi, gi next, and I did the. Uh, I won all my division. Then I did the challenger division. Ended up winning that too. So mm-hmm. only match I lost that day was uh, to him. He's good though, so mm-hmm. it was all right. <laughs> I don't like losing, but. As long as it's somebody that's good, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Were you like, are, I assume you get nervous, correct? Everybody gets nervous. Or are you just don't get nervous? No, I get nervous. Do you, do you get nervous? Like, is it around the same for like jujitsu and fighting? Or is one outmeasure the other, like nervousness? Um, I think it depends. The tournaments aren't really as nerve as ner- makes me as nervous as the going into the cage mm-hmm. or doing like a single match in front of a lot of people 
that's different. And then, I don't know, I'm nervous pretty much the whole time up until I get into the cage. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, ah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Like, like once I sign a contract, I'm already committed to it. I don't like backing out of fights. Mm-hmm. I've always made weight. There's only been one fight I couldn't do. And I had got injured. So I didn't, uh, I had to pull out of a fight because of that. But other than that, I've always uh, been on weight, never miss weight. And uh, even like as an amateur, I see so many guys, even professionals, UFC fighters, missing weight all the time. So I'm just like, I don't want to do that. It's disrespectful to your opponent. Like, we agreed to this, so let's show up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I get it. There's certain circumstances to where you might not be able to, but, like, you got to try. Like, you, that's one of the biggest things. Like, it's a, it's a battle just making weight. So yeah. Yeah. If you're coming in three, four pounds heavy, that shouldn't be acceptable. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I just, uh, that's my biggest thing is just making weight. Making weight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Making weight's hard. I mean, the first tournament I ever did, and I was like six weeks in the. I had six weeks to train after just starting. So I did like one complete week, and then they said, hey, you should do the Southwest uh, grappling tournament. I said, like, man, I ain't going to be ready for that. They're like, just do it. Like, what do you got to lose, right? And I was like, all right, fuck it. So there, and then my my teammates and coaches are like, because I was around two fifty, I lost some, I lost a lot of weight just grappling and stuff and doing CrossFit because I did CrossFit for a month because, like you said earlier, I was trying to get in shape for jujitsu, yeah. but there's no way I was ready for that. So I did CrossFit for a month and I lost about twenty five pounds, and then I started doing jujitsu, and I was probably about two fifty five or two fifty, and. And then I just I just kept going back after I got my ass kicked. I was saying about community too. It's like everybody was so cool to like say, just keep coming back, you know, just keep doing it, and you'll get better. You'll be surprised like where you're at next month, right? Like just keep coming back and doing it. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't get discouraged. And that's how it is. That's how it is. Like if that's why I tell people like if you're doing if you want to do jujitsu, don't get discouraged about getting beat. Like yeah. that shouldn't even be like an issue. Just these people have been doing it longer than you. Yeah. And so Their whole lives, <laughs> whole lives. Like these people that I met somebody that did it for 20 years and they're still like a, a blue belt. Cause they're off and on yeah. the blue belt curse. And, uh, <laughs> and so I remember like, they're like, man, brush, you should do uh cause I told them I'll do heavyweight. They're like, you should actually cut down to two fifteen because those guys are big. And I was like, yeah, but I've like dealt with big people like all my life, you know. I've <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they're like not like this. So they talked me into it, and I started cutting weight. I think like the last week because we had weigh-ins on Friday. That Monday I was like two thirty, two thirty-two, and then I I had to drop to two fifteen by the end of that week, and I was 
in the sauna, sauna suit. <laughs> I was eating like light as fuck, and I was rolling all the time in a sauna suit. And man, I got down at two thirteen, and I remember after that we went to the buffet. But that was hard, like get, losing that last bit of weight for that um, to make weight for that was so hard, and it was nerve wracking because it, I just constantly thought about it like yeah. like if i eat this and i'm gonna gain a pound yeah. and then I, I just worked all this time to lose that one or two <laughs> yeah. pounds right yeah it definitely comes back faster <laughs> <laughs> it's like one thing i've been like i've never had a problem with like my weight i i eat horribly i guess lucky for a fighter <laughs> for somebody who's supposed to stay on weight like I said, I, I got up to like 152, and I was like the heaviest I've been. I was like, what the crap? I'm over 50. Because I, like I said, I was down to like low 40s. It was Sometimes I was 39, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was just, I don't know. But I looked a lot bigger. You know, like it, I don't know. It just, I don't know. Everybody's different. It holds different, you know? So yeah, I just... Gaining weight's really hard. Oh, for real? Yeah. I, like, I used to be, well, I was little. I still, I'm still little. And like, I, my younger brother, he's a prisoner right now. And uh, all he does is work out. Big as fuck. <laughs> 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 I was just like, man, well, I can't, I get big. You know? <laughs> just a little bit. Give me, he's like six foot. I'm five, eight. <laughs> he's tall. Yeah, you know, just swole. Yeah, just swole. It's like, man, you gotta get your weight up, man. (laughs) But it, it's. uh, But I was always small, so I was like, man, I gotta gain weight. If I get up to one sixty or something, never got there. (laughs) I was in the gym, I was lifting weights, I was doing. That's when before I started fighting. I think biggest I got up to. It's 55, and I was just walking around. Mm-hmm. But it didn't last because you have to keep up with your eating. And like, I always ran a lot, so I I didn't realize it at the time, but I was just burning all my calories. So I, I wasn't getting really big. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was just getting more shredded and, or, and putting on a little muscle. Yeah. But it wasn't no weight. Yeah. That's another thing, though. People always go off of your weight. Mm-hmm. but muscle and fat weighs differently. So yep. you can't, especially when you first start working out and training and stuff like that, if, for losing weight, you're not going to notice a big difference. Like people talk about just, I want to lose this, you know, amount of weight. Mm-hmm. Well, just don't worry about it. Like when you first start, just go work out. just have, you know, it's a journey. Like I try to encourage everybody to, uh, exercise at least 30 minutes a day you know just to do something mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what it is just go for a walk get some fresh air or something i think that's a, a big a big deal at least for me i know mm-hmm. working out stuff helps at least mentally yeah so yeah it can i mean and then eating better you yeah. know eating healthier foods knowing what you're putting into your body and cutting out like just junk like because that's i've i did i've done that recently i i don't i haven't had soda or like sugar or like fast food and what has it been 21 days 20 days 
yeah, about 20 days or something. And I feel really good. And I've been doing a DDP yoga. And just this week we started going to the crunch gym. So I've been like on a treadmill walking and jogging. We're walking though, because I don't want to injure myself. Yeah, I want to take it slow. And then I get in the sauna. And so, but I mean, just, just by doing that before that, we went Christmas shopping and we were at the mall for like, what, two hours walking? And that whole, after that, man, my knee, my left knee was throbbing. It was hurting. And it hurt for like three or four days, man. And I had to put heat on it and ice. And it hurt so bad. And I was honestly like thinking to myself, like, fuck, I might need surgery. Yeah. Because I can't, I could like hardly bend it. I could hardly keep it straight. And I had to keep it at an angle all the time if I was laying down or I had to at least bend it this way. Yeah. And it was getting, like, kind of scary. And so, man, I, like, maybe the second week of this, maybe, like, the halfway first or the first of this month, I said, man, fuck it. I'm just going to I'm eat better and I'm going to do some yoga. And then hopefully it fixes itself because I do not want surgery. Honestly, I don't. That's like the last resort. Yeah, and so I, I don't do surgery either. <laughs> it's, it's scary because I've, like I've been lucky enough. Well, I had my wisdom teeth pulled out. Mm-hmm. That's the closest I've been to surgery. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's like, yeah, it's scary. Like surgery, like especially on your knees or like yeah. your hip or something. And it's and, never going to be the same nope. after that. Nope. You know? So nope. I've had, I think when I was told, I was young, younger, I, was, I think I was 21. And uh, me and my brother, the one that's in prison, we fought a lot growing mm-hmm. up. So, like, it was all the time. We was, like, eight, we're 18 months apart, and he was always, like I said, bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, caught up to me and then got bigger than me. <laughs> and uh, we, we got to the fight one time, and I think I had him in a headlock. And uh, he got me, got me down, and he fell on top of me, and... I landed on my shoulder and separated my AC joint or whatever. Yeah. Damn. And partially tore my a, a tendon or something. But so my collarbone on my right shoulder sticks up a little bit. But the doctor uh, didn't want me to have surgery because of what I wanted to do was fight and I lifted weights. And he said it would. He showed me what they would do and. There, the chances of it re-tearing or whatever was very high. Mm-hmm. And just to let it heal. I just take it easy and let it heal. I kind of rushed it. As, as we all do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm okay. I feel better today. <laughs> yeah. I, did. I, I started lifting weights again. Oh, and God. I was like, ah. Yeah. I, I'm stubborn sometimes. Especially with healing. I, it's like, dang, I don't want to sit out. <laughs> especially when that's all you do you know yeah. like at the time like i didn't train but my training was the gym so i lift away so i play basketball because i went to the dome in Omogie, mm-hmm. and uh i'd play basketball or i'd lift and then i'd lift weights or vice versa and then uh that was all the time like even after my job i'd get off it 12 hour shift i'd go to the gym for two, three hours, you know? Mm-hmm. And 
you know, what happens when you can't do that? <laughs> you start getting your head a lot and you got to find other ways to get out of it. Like even now, uh, I've, I've started reading a lot more and I'm trying to find more just, I don't want to read, want to read a lot of fiction, mm-hmm. but stuff that'll help out. And then, uh, I've been wanting to get into the, my culture a lot more. So I'm trying to find books and stuff just to read on that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's just to get out of my head, you know, like if I do ever have another injury reading or something like that would be uh, something I like to do. So, yeah. Keep your, keep you occupied. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing nothing. And then just always thinking like, damn, I'm hurt. Yeah. Can't, I can't do anything. Yeah. It really gets in your head and it's like, it's and like we that. rush it. We rush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We rush these injuries. Like, Feel pretty good. Okay, yeah, I'll get back in there. <laughs> yeah. No, go ahead, give it a little bit. <laughs> it's like, uh, man, it's just, every injury is like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think for me, I'm like, man, I can't, I can't just sit around. Everybody's passing me up. <laughs> yeah. So, but then if I don't let it heal correctly or something it heals wrong and it re-breaks and keeps breaking or keeps bothering me or something like that. So like my shoulders, like I got a tight spot in my, my right shoulder blade all the time. It's not, it doesn't hurt me. It's not, but it's annoying. And I know it's there because I didn't let it heal. I was supposed to wear my sling. I didn't wear my sling. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to walk around with a sling. <laughs> I'm Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yep. That's how it goes. You don't want to wear the brace. Yeah. You had a sling. You just want to let it let it dangle. Like I, yeah. I broke my big toes. I broke both my big toes at separate times. Oh God. And I've had they wear a boot. I'm like, man, I can't do nothing in a boot. <laughs> can't go to work in a boot. Can't. I can at least shove it in a steel toe to be okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They told you to wear a boot for a broken toe? Yeah. Big toe? Yeah. Dang. I was like, why? Maybe I, maybe I was too young for that, but I broke my pinky toe when I was little, and I think they they put they put like a little splint on it. Yeah. And that was it. That was the IHS though, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't, I don't know. I, would, I remember the first time I broke. I remember both times I broke my right Right when we was playing ba- basketball, I think it was in ninth grade, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just you know a little street ball twenty, I don't know twenty one or something, and I went to kick the ball, which you're not supposed to. Do. <laughs> and it was this big country dude, and I kicked his leg and broke my toe. Oh, <laughs> he had big legs, you know, <laughs> big old country fit, big old dude. elephant legs, yeah. <laughs> And it was solid, and it, it, his leg did not move. God. My toe just crunched. I was like, ah. Whoa. And then I remember going to, we was out at the lake, and we'd run and jump off the dock. And uh, I was running, and this dude got in my way. So I tried to stop. And my left foot hit the only metal that's on the dock. It's like one metal strip or whatever, and slid, rolled, rolled my toe up. Oh man, it hurts so bad. Oh god! <laughs> I was like, "Dang it!" I didn't oh. fall, but it was close. 
I caught myself. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that oh, I that hurts when you stub your toe. And especially if you freaking break it. Yeah. That is like because I was one night, I don't know, I guess I was tired. I was walking up this step right here, and my left toe must have just not cleared it. Yeah, it just and hung it, out a little it, bit. Yeah, it just hung out. It was bam, it's it fucking stubbed right there. And I was like, Are you kidding me? I was like, for real? And I hit it hard. I thought I broke it because I was like, oh, my God. And I just, I stood right there, like, bent over. I was like, oh, man. I was like, please don't be broken. Please. And I just went to sleep, and it was fine the next day. <laughs> I had to pray on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah. Stubbing your toes. Dev- man. You ever, like- you ever done that on the mat? Like, when you're rolling at somebody? Yeah, yeah. Have you? Yeah, it sucks. Like mm-hmm. I thought I broke my toe a couple times, mm-hmm. <laughs> but hit a, hit a uh, dip in the mat or yeah. something. Yeah, or like uh, sometimes they're taped in the middle, or <sighs> yeah. they have the little squares. Everybody had different mats, so mm-hmm. uh, man, getting caught in one of those <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> I, I mess them up so many times. I still still <laughs> like I'll be at the gym, <laughs> trip over my toe. <laughs> Maybe it's because I broke it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we broke both of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. The la- the last time, like, I went to train, I-, I took, like, three months off, and my coach was like, man, you should come back. You know, and I had time, so I went over there, and we're, they, doing, they were doing King of the Mat. And this is at A&K. And there was this new guy there. I forgot his name, but he was stout. He was small, and he was, like, really energetic and wild and young. And I had... I had, I had like some years on him and man, this dude was going hard, like just on King of the Mat. Like he was going hard as fuck. And I mean, he's trying to like do everything he can to take me down. I don't know what I did. I think I sprawled too hard in my toe. My oh, big toe man. landed right on the mat and I, I felt it, man. And I, I guess I jammed it. Yeah. I jammed my big toe, man. And oh my God, it hurt for like six weeks. Yeah, I sw- I thought I broke it, but I was like, well, I can move it, but I so I don't think it's broken. But man, it hurts to like walk, like walk like yeah. that, you know. But I can move it. But I was like, maybe it's broke, maybe it isn't, and I'm not gonna go back to class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some people, man, it's amazing what some people do though. They tape them up, mm-hmm. tape them toe, <laughs> tape their fingers up too. Yeah, yeah. the broken feet up. Have fingers taped together, still rolling. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Knee braces. Everybody's got knee brace, ankle brace. <laughs> Something. I Jiu-jitsu need to- is the gentle art. <laughs> but sometimes it hits back. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, I, I need the knee braces for both my knees. Just because they're so sensitive from everything I've done. And I needed knee braces. And every time I didn't wear them, man, my knees would get so worn out. And they would rub against the mat. Yeah. It would give that that mat burn and stuff. And so, yeah. I always needed knee braces. And but I never got to the point where you got cauliflower. Hair? Yeah. Do a you? A little bit. Let me see. Is it? Oh that, snap! Yeah, this is starting a little bit. Yeah. But this one, that the left one. <laughs> That's my ugly ear. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool though. I remember I wanted cauliflower is so bad when i first started because all my teammates had them and i was like man what do i get one of those and they're like uh eh, you probably don't want it it hurts <laughs> yeah 
at the beginning. It don't really hurt now. You don't feel it. It's mm-hmm. just hard. For real? <laughs> yeah. It, but uh, my girl, she uh, drained it a couple times, but I, you have to stop training for a little bit to, and then just so it, you know, heals up. Mm-hmm. And you got to uh, get something to clamp it and, like, rub it out a little bit wherever that swelling is. Mm-hmm. If not, it's just going to uh, turn into cartilage and harden up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was training for a fight, so there was no way I could stop. So I was like, man, all right, screw it. <laughs> so I stopped draining it, and I just, it, it's what it is now. <laughs> There's been a couple times it's been, uh, it's gotten swollen a little bit, mm-hmm. or it's hurt a little bit more, but. For the most part, I think it's done. I don't know. It could get worse. <laughs> now, is that from, like, rubbing, like, your ear on their, I guess, shoulder or just rubbing rubbing yeah. it so hard against somebody when you're grappling? Yeah. Or, like, you ever, like, get Getting in a hit. headlock and okay. your ear bends mm. and they're squeezing your ear. Mm-hmm. That, that does it, too. It's just uh, pressure. Like, some people clash heads. They might hit the ear. Uh, I know some boxers can get it, but it's more like wrestling and grappling involved. Uh, but yeah, it's like clashing of heads. You're squeezing it. It's getting rolled. I don't know. I don't think anybody steps on it. <laughs> but no, there's a lot of things I guess that go into it. But when it when it first starts cauliflower, like you start swelling up, that it hurts. Does it? <laughs> yeah. It's really tender. It's like a like a bruise, you know. Oh man, it sucks. Wow. And it's just a lot of blood in there. And so you got to get like in order to drain it, you get a syringe and needle and stick it in there and suck all the blood out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> that was like I don't know about no more needles. I'll just let it harden up. It'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> but now I don't know. I got to go back pictures to look at my ears. <laughs> like, uh, I didn't have cauliflower ears in. Or like, my nose is broke. Got mm-hmm. broke. from. Uh, it wasn't even in the fight. I was training. <laughs> we, was, we was sparring. I was helping uh, uh, Alfred Walker hit me up. He's from uh, uh, Muskogee. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was getting ready for a title fight. And he asked if I'd come and get some rounds in with him and I ended up getting rounds it was the last round I remember it and uh he's southpaw so it's he's left handed Mm -hmm. and I have a bad habit of ducking sometimes not I mean I've worked on it a lot now but since then obviously but I ducked right into his left kick and it was a body kick but it hit me square in the face and broke my nose it didn't bleed or nothing so I didn't think it was broke, mm-hmm. but it hurt and it was crooked and it's been like that ever since. Oh, for real? Yeah. So every time I see like a throwback pick, I'm like, oh, look, my notes is straight. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. They they use some of my old pictures and like a lot of the promotions or like flyers or whatever. Uh-huh. It's the same picture. They've used it uh, for a few of my fights and uh I'm like, dang, my nose is still straight. That's old. <laughs> I can tell you how old this picture is, guys. Yeah, my nose is still straight. 
There was no damage done. <laughs> yeah, I man, practice can it can get crazy. Yeah. Um, I I got hit in the nose one time. We're we're we weren't even like trying hard, but I I got kind of distracted, and this guy goes, "Bam!" Like just gave me that straight jab <laughs> right here, like right in my face, and I was like. Oh my god! Like <laughs> I, I, I swore I felt like blood running down, and I kept, I was like, "Hold on, time out." <laughs> I was like, "I think you broke my nose," and we're just sitting. He's like, "Are you okay, bro?" He's, like, "I'm sorry." I was like, "You seen me looking somewhere else, dude? Like for real?" And he's like, "He's like, I don't know. I just threw it." And I was like, "Bro, like, okay, let's just chill out." And we sat on the wall for a little bit, and I was like. I was trying to move it around and see if it was like it could, I could probably bend it back, but it was fine. I it just hurt. Yeah, it was just like something I wasn't even expecting. Like bam, like just straight up, and and I was like, all right, I guess we're good. <laughs> and there was another time where um, I don't know has anybody caught you in an arm bar and they just yanked it back, yeah, and popped your arm, yeah, like not broke it, but I I heard a pop and I was like, okay, okay stop <laughs> before you actually break it. Well, I haven't. It wasn't an arm bar, but we were sparring, and I threw a jab, uh-huh. and uh, it was my buddy Jeff, and we, so we're good. Like we're both like kind of same styles. We're both fast. I think he hits he he hits pretty hard uh, in his fights anyway. He we don't train, you know. We're not trying to knock each other out in practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were sparring one day and. That's why like, when we spar now, I I have to be careful with my jab. He slips my jab because of an overhand right. And uh, one time I got caught behind his head, and he threw that overhand right and hyperextended my arm. Basically an arm bar. And, it, like, I heard it pop. I was like, oh. And it, it gave me problems for uh, at least a couple weeks. Yeah. I was like, every time I jab, like, because I got a really good jab and uh, – it's really fast, and I, I use it like a whip. So mm-hmm. sometimes it whip, and it hyperextend on its own. I'm like, damn. So I wouldn't, uh, I'd stop using my jab a lot, or I'd switch to southpaw and <laughs> do it that way. <laughs> use my right jab. Man, yeah, that's golly. It sucked, though. It, like, yeah, it's scary, man. <laughs> like, I look back on it, it's like, like I really did all this stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I, it is fun. Yeah, I'll be I'll be trying to get all my friends to do it. <laughs> like, come on, you come bro. They'll take it easy. You come, just let me know. I'll be there. <laughs> I've gotten a few friends to roll in uh, in Santa Fe. Uh, there's this one guy I went to school with, and um, he he was in the UFC and everything, mm. and. I remember I was training for, I might've been in there for three months at that time. And, uh, I remember he was asking me, he said, Hey man, he's like, uh, how much is like just jujitsu? And I said, Oh, it's like, I think it's like 70 a month. Right. Mm-hmm. And he said, is it legit? And I was like, I think so. Cause I, I watch UFC too, but I just didn't know about the sport or anything. Yeah. And so I was more like, I wanted to do striking and everything, but I, when I got into jiu-jitsu, I loved it. Yeah. And so our coaches were Henry Martinez. He trained at Jackson's, and he was in the UFC at the time. And Tate Fletcher, he owned a gym. And so he would come down when he wasn't, like, working on movies, and he would coach us and stuff. 
and he was on the Ultimate Fighter, so he would coach us in that manner of like the Ultimate Fighter style. And so I told him like all that stuff, and you know, I said, "Well, I got to evaluate you and see like just where your I guess stamp stamina is or something." I don't. They did the same to me, but um, he said, "All right." So he came and he same thing, man. Got smashed, got beat up, and I we all told him like just keep coming back, bro. He kept coming back. And, like, the progression he made from that first night. And he just kept coming and coming. And it was cool to see, like, because nobody ever came after me. I was, like, the one that came. And I just, I never noticed my own progression. I yeah. just, like, would go. And I was, like, oh, cool. You know, I guess I'm getting better. But I wouldn't, like, fully, like, say I was. Yeah. But to see him do it and to see that progression from, like, his first day to, like, the sixth month was, like, crazy. And he was, like, doing everything. He was taught, and he was damn near tapping me out. He did a few times, too. And I was, like, and it. I never said anything to him, but I was just, like, in my head, I was, like, fuck, dude, that's that's amazing. Like, to watch somebody progress that much in six months from just getting their ass kicked to just knowing, like, what to fucking do. Yeah. And then competing. Yeah. And that's, like, I... Probably the last two or three years. Like I said, I've been training for like seven years. Mm-hmm. See, I'm about to be 28. I was 21 when I f- first had. So, yeah. Uh, no, almost six years I've been training. Because mm-hmm. I was 22 when I started training. And then uh, I'm almost 28. So, almost six years. And But the last two, two and a half years is when I've been like... I've been more consistent, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely, like, when it clicks, it clicks. Like, and then, obviously, you have to go learn more. Like, I can't tell you a lot of names for a lot of, like, a lot of jiu-jitsu moves or anything. Yeah. But I know how to do them. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not the greatest coach, but, like, I'm really, like, na- it's like a natural talent, I guess. Like, a natural fighter. Mm-hmm. And I, I can get to stuff. I just telling other people. I I might be able to show them, like, hey, look, if you move this way, you can do this. Mm-hmm. But I don't know the name of it. I'm like, here, you can get to this position. Mm-hmm. Or like, if you're here, you don't want to do this and stuff like that. But uh, I try to help where I can, just basic stuff, you know. Yeah. I, uh, but yeah, once it once it clicks. Then I I remember like I was training I had just lost a fight it was the last amateur fight I lost I was uh I dropped the guy twice in the first round and I was looking for that knockout burnt all of my energy out looking for he did I give it to him he did not go out I hit him hard a bunch of times I'm surprised the ref didn't stop it the first time I dropped him but second round came and I was done. Like I, I, I didn't even try to keep like, I didn't try to uh, keep my like get a break or anything either. I just came out there the same energy I came out with first. I was like, I'm, I'm just gonna knock him out. I just gotta land another one. He'll go. Nope. He ended up getting me up against the cage. Tired. Like I was tired. He finally got me to the ground, and then uh, Rabbit punched me. Mm. But I was so tired. I was just like, I just covered up. 
mm-hmm. and the ref stopped it because I wasn't defending myself. And it made me so mad. And I remember it was training for my next fight. I was like, I'm not losing like that again. I can't lose because I'm tired like that. My next uh, fight, I got a chance. It was my first title fight. Or, no, second. Because yeah, my first MMA fight was my first title fight. And then uh, the first title I won was after that fight I lost, though. Mm. I uh, I went all five rounds. I was like, I'm not getting gassed no more. So I got gassed in the first round of this last fight and lost in the second. I was like, I can't do it. So uh, my next fight, I got the title fight for uh, freestyle cage fighting. And I fought Lorenzo Carter from... Where is he from again? I forget where he's from, but I fought him, and uh, we went all five rounds, and I ended up winning the decision. And I was more happy about going the five rounds than I would have been about getting a knockout or getting a finish or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I controlled the entire fight. Like, he wouldn't. Like, it was just a sp- split decision. Like, I won it. I controlled it. I, You know, everything. And... That fight still one of my favorite fights just because of that. Because I was like, man, I can't. And it, it happens like that. Sometimes I, there, I get to a point to where I guess I have to lose in order to get better. Mm. Or, and I hate that, but I always get better. It's like, it's like uh, my pro debut is the next, next level, you know. Mm-hmm. I got knocked out. Like, first time in my life ever getting knocked out like that. Or just getting knocked out in general. Never got knocked out. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to happen. I know everybody says, you know, uh, like, it could happen to anybody. But I was one of the people that thought it would never happen. And I got put to sleep. Like, I kept fighting. I think he dropped me, like, three times. The third time I didn't get up. So, yeah, it was over after that. But then it, my next two fights, I won. Like mm-hmm. I said, my next pro fight, I uh, won a split decision against uh, Jimmy Natividad here in Tulsa at River Spirit for XFN. And uh, it was my first time cutting to 125 as well. Mm-hmm. So, I was... I think I cut 16 pounds that week. It was like four and a half days. And I was like, all right, I got, I got to, I can't lose two in a row. Not to start, start my pro career, you know, I already got a, I already got an L I didn't want. So, uh, I came back. I ended up winning the decision. He dropped me with the same punch I got dropped with in my pro fight, but I ended up came, coming back and winning the fight. Mm-hmm. And that's another deal. Like, that made me believe, like, like I'm still in it. You know, I, this is still what I want to do and still something that I can do. Mm-hmm. I just have to push myself after after fights. Like, my last fight, I, said, I won that fight after getting knocked out. Then I uh, fought again in October in Kansas and uh, won knockout of the night. It was my first knockout official knockout of the night win too so i was happy about that now i'm just looking for 
no, I'm just ready to go. Mm-hmm. I'm re- like, I can't let, I can't take any more losses going up, moving up in levels. I have to be better. So I've been leveling up since then. So I'm just waiting for the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that happens too. Like, it's kind of like a wake up call, I guess. Right. Yeah. Like maybe like, cause there were, there was times where I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm the, like, I got, I got really good to where it was like, damn, I'm, I'm fucking, I could run the state. (laughs) That was like my mindset. Like I got so cocky and then like, I got so arrogant too, which is a bad like mixture because I was getting tested as well at these tournaments, but like, I just felt like I was so like powerful. Like it gives you like this energy and this power that you think you have, which you do because you can control a lot of situations and like with grappling and jujitsu and striking and everything that you learn. But you know, you got to have like, and I remember I did this one tournament and I got smoked by everybody. Like I didn't even place or anything. And that like you, it was like, that woke me up. I was like, I'm not the best. Like, I'm not like I just got beat, you know, and I had all this confidence in me going into that. But yeah, I still I still got out techniqued, you know, and I found myself trying to use my fucking strength, which is like you can do that, too. But, you know, you'd rather like counter a lot of stuff and you'd rather use your mind. It's it's chess pretty much. And so I had to go back to the drawing board and be like, well, yeah, I did get tired. So maybe I maybe I work out a little harder and maybe I show up more. And I just don't go through my own motions. I actually like learn some new stuff. You know, I just don't go to my go-to all yeah. the time. You know, and I, I do actually go for uh, some takedowns. Yeah. You know, I maybe I do that. So, but I think it was just more of like people. I loved when people shot on me, so I would sprawl and I would yeah. automatically put all my weight on them. I would go around, I'd get their back, and then eventually get them on their back. And I just go to side control. And that was like my main bed bed, bread and butter. Like that was the main thing. But it was like everybody, not everybody, but I don't know. Maybe they figured that out. So, so then I had to start, yeah, like practicing more double legs, more single legs. Yeah. Um, Just things in general that weren't so obvious, I guess. Yeah. And so, but I mean, it's, it's always good to have that wake up call because it allows you to just kind of sit back and like reevaluate a lot of things thought a lot of things like like cardio right like you gassed out and you're like i need to fix that yeah you know and or getting knocked out you know like um well you look at it how did that happen and this is what i can do to not make sure that happens again because you're pro right yeah and so but that's just that's the game man that's that's the fight game yeah it's not easy (laughs) nope it's not like it, it's one of our harder things, I guess. But to me, it's easy. You know, mm-hmm. I like, I like, I like it. You know, a lot of people see it as a brutal sport or something like that. Mm-hmm. But that, to me, that's all it is. It's a sport. Mm-hmm. I was always wanting to compete growing up, but I didn't. I didn't. Uh, we, we, you know, I was in foster care for, I think, three, four years of my life. Mm-hmm. Well, my mom and dad went to prison, and then, uh, like, we, we didn't have money to go back, you know, get in the sports. Or, I think, like, after my 10th grade year, I ended up dropping out anyway. 
and uh, I got a job and helped my mom out with bills and whatnot. And I've been work. I started working ever since. And then uh, I think about a year. It's been a little over a year since I quit my job, but I was there for like six years. And I think I was getting ready for my pro debut or my last fight. My girlfriend, Brooklyn, she uh, started her business, uh, Scotrim, and uh, we help out different grows, like marijuana grows or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll go trim, uh, trim their weed or defoliate. Or, we do a lot of stuff for them, and it allowed me to quit my job and uh, focus more on training. She's actually training with me now, too, so it's just... I got a lot of people in my corner now that I didn't have, you know, and I'm just, I want to give back eventually. And I still want to do what I can now, like, uh, like any, especially with natives, like if I can help out any natives businesses or whatever, I, I'll do my best. You know, I, I got a couple friends, uh, that have started their own businesses and whatnot. So, I try to do what I can. Uh, like, like I said, when I was in foster care, too, that's one of the things I want to. Like, I fight. I fight for. You know, uh, I want to help out foster kids eventually, or go just talk to them. You know, mm-hmm. or like I was actually in a group home in Muskogee, uh, Moreau, Indian. Or Moreau Group Home or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's uh, on the Bacon College campus, mm-hmm. and uh, like that's I, like I want to go there and talk to them, or I just want to, you know, be an inspiration. I guess encourage them. Yeah, yeah, and just eventually, like I want to set up like a community or something to where it, like if they age out, like because I like I had a lot of brothers. You know, so uh, when we went into foster care, some of us were together, some of us weren't, some of us didn't go into foster care, and they, you know, so it was di- it was difficult. Or like, uh, I was bad. We was three little, or we was bad little Indian kids, you know, <laughs> res kids, and uh, you know, I got in trouble a lot. I ended up going to Shadow Mountain. So, and then one of my brothers, uh, my youngest brother, he caught something on fire at the group home. So, he's mm-hmm. like, all right, if I'm bad, they're going to send me where he's at so I can be with him. Didn't happen. They sent him to a different facility. So, he got separated. Then that happened to another brother. And we eventually was in different foster homes, different facilities, uh, up until my mom got back, got out of prison and got us back. But even after that, it was still hard. But that's why I, I like. I just want to give back eventually. And then with my kids, uh, you know, I'm giving them a better life. I want, you know, I spend time with them. I got my, my oldest. He's in wrestling now. I didn't get to play sports. He he loves it now. Like I seen him the other day. He was. Uh, it was like the first day he really pushed himself. Like he was tired. Wore out, red faced, everything, and he uh, he would normally he would take a break 
or I got to use the bathroom. No, he pushed himself through the rest of practice. I was like, that's cool. But he's a gamer, you know, like he's really, really smart. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that I'm just trying to set a better example, like not like especially for them, my kids, but for others, like I've had quite a few kids from Okmogi say that I've inspired them to chase their dreams or uh, or I've inspired other fighters to start fighting. And I didn't know that. Like, I don't see myself as being, like, it's hard to, like, I don't talk about myself a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I worked at my job for, like, six years, and I think three of the, three, the first three years, nobody knew I fought. Like, I didn't, and you're supposed to build a following, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to get bigger anyway. Uh, but I just don't like talking about it. Like, and then some people like try, you know, testing you, but like, I've never had a problem. Like I'm very conflict, like I avoid conflict and I'm very good at not like getting involved in it. Mm-hmm. So like when I work downtown, like, at, like I'm small, I'm, I fight at 125, I'm a bouncer at a nightclub, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like nobody's going to take me seriously. But some people, like, especially here, some people know me. Like, I get people, hey, I, you know, you're you're that fighter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes it could be a bad thing. Sometimes it's a good thing. But I'm always avoiding conflict. I'm like, hey, man, you know, you ain't, you ain't got to do this or, you know, it's cool. Calm down. I don't, I've only had to throw one person out. Mm-hmm. And. Other than that, it's been cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just don't like conflict a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then nowadays, like I said, I I do the sport because it's a sport. I don't I don't like fighting just to fight. It's not that if we're gonna fight, it's gonna be fair. You know, I'm basically basically testing myself against myself. Am I really this good, or whatever? Like like I said, I I don't think I'm that good. Like, everybody at my gym, like, you got a fast jab or you're fast. And I'm like, I feel slow, you know? Like, or, like, I mess up here, I mess up there, I get hit. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm, I'm very critical. Like, I critique myself a lot. And it's hard for me. Like, I guess it's like a, a I don't know, self-esteem type deal. But, like, I know I'm good and I know that I can get but it's like I know I can get better you know it's never good enough mm-hmm. I guess it's a good mentality to have you know sometimes you gotta uh believe in yourself as well and just like the others around you believe in you so sometimes it's harder for me to believe in myself like they do but then like every now and again like I'll see that like when I first started fighting like, I'll go watch them videos. I'm like, dang, I've leveled up that much since then, mm-hmm. you know? And you just got to believe in yourself to do that, you know? Yeah. I was going to ask you, too, like, if if you had any crazy run-ins, like, as a bouncer, and that was the only one you you said you had, you just had to kick someone out? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was working at a bar, and uh, 
It was just, I guess there were a couple. It was my first, I think one of my first nights there, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy and girl, they were arguing. They were drunk, obviously. I didn't know there was a couple or married or whatever. But they got into it, and he took her keys and wouldn't give them back. I was like, they're her keys. It's her car. You have to give her keys back. He wasn't having it. I was like, you got to give her keys back, and now you got to leave. And he's like, he just folded his arms and sat at the bar. And I ain't going nowhere. Da, da, da. And then she tried to grab the keys out of his pocket, which he tried to, he grabbed her. She grabbed the keys, though. I didn't see her grab the keys, but apparently she got them. Mm-hmm. But he grabbed her. So I grabbed, like, both of their arms because they were, like, there. And then he tried to grab me. I ended up wrestling under the ground, got him chokehold, and then drug him out. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I, most conflicts, I'm able to just defuse the situation and go on about the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thankfully. Yeah. That's how, that's how I was, too. I had, when I got a little bit older, I just wanted to avoid any kind of conflict because, like, I know what I'm capable of, and I just didn't want to do that like to anybody anywhere yeah because like you i'm sure you just controlled that whole situation like you got him down easily because he didn't know what you're doing and you know put him in that you know got would i'm assuming you got his back or yeah yeah got his back and he was like whoa and then you just control it like that's that's basically like what it is like when you do jujitsu like you're able to like control people and they don't even know what you're doing yeah it's over yeah it's over when it gets to the ground and so but i was gonna say my my coach like uh henry he worked at a bar and uh he's he's small he's 155 yeah and uh and i remember he had one like guy i think one dude tried to step up to him and i think somebody said he's a fighter (laughs) he fights at jackson's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that guy i think that guy stepped down though he's like oh no problem <laughs> but he, but yeah he was well known too around there so like you like people come up to you and say you're a fighter <laughs> yeah like, you're that guy? <laughs> yeah that's me i'm just chilling <laughs> like they don't even think i'm working there <laughs> like what you doing tonight i'm working for real <laughs> work here yeah i'm crid yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you legal <laughs> no it's it's fun though i get it's like a dance uh the one i work at most nights it's a dance club the tolson or whatever and uh it's i don't know the crowd's cool to watch djs are cool they got good music so mm-hmm. it's it's i just hang out most of the time mm-hmm. and watch people People watching is pretty funny. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> and then you're not drunk. Everybody else is drunk, so mm-hmm. it's just even funnier. <laughs> Are you by yourself? Like, you're the only bouncer? No, it's a group. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. We got a few people on the inside, and then we got people checking mm-hmm. the doors. Okay. Yeah. That's always good. Yeah. I think he was by himself in yeah. Santa Fe, so. <laughs> yeah, was- that. The one where I had to throw the dude out, I actually was by myself that oh, time. <laughs> that was just like a dive bar almost. So mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, 
I don't know. I always worry about it. I'm like, man, I hope nobody comes back. He was cool though. Yeah. He just walked away. <laughs> I'm like, don't come back. <laughs> Sober up. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, you're okay. They said, I guess they live right, like close by too. So mm. it wasn't like he had to walk far. Yeah. But. Well, I liked your uh, mindset too of just wanting to give back and encourage, you know, the kids and anybody really, you know, yeah. inspire them and motivate them yeah. and you know it can be hard to see yourself as like that right yeah. like because i have people say um i started a podcast you know because of you you know you gave yeah. me like an idea to start one and so it, it was hard to like me like you know like but i try to help as much as i can with it and stuff and but i mean it's like uh it, it is like kind of hard to like put yourself up like that like i'm really like i guess inspiring people like some people you know helping with the motivation of you know of what it is you were talking about so but i mean that's a great mindset to just want to give back to that community your community and just everybody in general like just showing like you know like you said if you believe it then you can you can do it you can do whatever you set your mind to and that's that's basically it. Like, you really have to believe it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, it sucks, but there's sacrifices that have to come with that as well. Like, you know, it could be friends. It could be family. It could be, you know, anything. Anything that isn't going to progress you to what you want to do is holding you back. And, you know, not everybody is meant to stay with you on your journey, you mm-hmm. know. Yep. you know some people will get left behind not because you want to but because you know you're growing like I still talk to a lot of my friends down there in Omogi but I don't just go down there if I go down there it's just to talk to them or uh, you know something like that but I always encourage them like uh, and they inspire me too like a lot of them make music. My my little brother Matt, he he's a rapper. He makes music. My uh, some of my friends, Mason, he he makes music, like quite a few, and it's good. Like one of our my friends, we're probably related actually. We're like my friend Mason, we're cousins, but it's like further down the line. Mm-hmm. Like we we found out we was cousins after we was friends. Mm-hmm. Because like most natives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> But uh, he, uh, like, my friend Dylan, he started up his own studio. Like, he went to Florida. Like, he was homeless, like, going to school down there to be a producer, you know, mm-hmm. and to make music. And, like, he just opened up his own studio, uh, New Prosper Studios here in Tulsa. And, like, that's inspiring to me, like. And he does good work. He's been put, like, he produced my brother's first album, uh, produced a lot, like, a lot of our friends' music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's good. So, like, like good things are happening. And, like, I've been blessed. I got a lot of good friends. Like, they're, they're good dads. They're, uh, they help out the community. Like, they want to help out as well, you mm-hmm. know. So, eventually, like, we want to all get together and, try to do something yeah you know cook out something i don't know just hang out 
Mm-hmm. Like we're all we're all dads now too, so like we can all get kid like have kid events and stuff like that. Like I said, they uh, he did one over the summer, I believe, uh, at the Creek Fest. But they did the no, it's like a Halloween deal. Yeah, it was around Halloween. He did uh, like a concert for kids or whatever mm. at bouncy houses and stuff like that. Dang. And it was pretty cool. And like, I'm just like, I want, I want to eventually be able to do something like that. Or like, I fight. So the dome has a, a like they have their weight room, they have the gym, but they have a boxing area too. It's got like six heavy bags or something. But, like, if I eventually, once I learn how to teach, I, like, I can do, like, a Sunday session or something down there for, like, kids or something. Because mm-hmm. I, I believe the Dome is closed on Sundays. But, like, if I could get, like, a program or, like, one of the gyms down there, I think uh, I think there's a few gyms down there. Or another couple, like, Jiu-Jitsu. I think Prowess. I know there's Prowess Jiu-Jitsu. But I don't know if the others are still down there or not. But I just want to like give, like I said, give back the way I can, and that's I I, I can train, you know, mm-hmm. I I can fight, so that's how I want to give back. I didn't uh like I I used to go by like like my nick my nickname or whatever. Mm-hmm. I tried to call myself like the native soldier, or the native warrior, but it was like cliche, so I, I just didn't stick with it but i want to eventually like have something or like do something with my shirts when i walk out when I, my my walkout shirts i want to do something native like all of my shorts my fight shorts were different colors uh i got them the color of the medicine wheel mm-hmm. so my first ones were black i think Second ones were yellow, then I got red, and then I got white. That's my last one. So I got my medicine wheel. I think my next ones, I want to do like a Muskogee Creek Nation color scheme. Mm. And then, uh, I don't know. I want to I want to help out local businesses, but, you know, like, it just takes, I got to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah, that's a that's a great. I mean, like that'd be really cool, you know, to to get back in that way of like just like a Sunday session of boxing, yeah, or jujitsu. Yeah, I mean, anything. you know, yeah, anything. Like so. a work, even a workout. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. like a Sunday workout at the dome or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, uh, eventually, you know. Yeah, yeah, it'll happen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know all I want to do. You know, there's a lot I want to do, mm-hmm. but it's just getting everything together you know mm-hmm. it's yeah. a lot <laughs> <laughs> and right now i just need to focus on fighting so it's and then uh, like i said we got our oldest he's in wrestling now he's uh going to the hurricane wrestling academy or whatever mm. with gerald harris mm-hmm. he he's a guy i got to train with when i first started training because uh, the factory and his gym were like combined under one roof mm-hmm and the factory did jujitsu part, and he did the stand up and cardio class or whatever there. And uh, then they kind of separated 
but he still comes over to the factory. He just didn't want to train fighters, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, like at least like that. Yeah. He wanted to focus more on what he's doing now, which is the wrestling aspect. Mm-hmm. And uh, like he's the, I think he's a head coach or he's a coach at Union, the girls wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then he's the coach over there at his gym. And uh, we've like. I know I've known him him and his wife since I started and went to his comedy shows and they've always been cool and followed me and uh, helped me out and stuff like that and give me pointers and we we was looking for a good wrestling gym and his wife hit my my girlfriend up and was like if y'all go anywhere else we're gonna be mad <laughs> <laughs> and he he's a good wrestler he just want. Uh, he got bronze at, I think it was Worlds. He went over to Bulgaria last year. Whoa. And, uh, wrestled. It was a, like, master's class. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got bronze in the free Greco, Greco-Roman. Whoa. He got fifth in the freestyle, but then uh, came back and got third in the Greco. Mm-hmm. So he's good wrestler. Uh, great grappler. Obviously, was a good fighter, you know. And uh, it's it's cool just to have him around. He's always, like he helps out a lot of people. Is it like there's quite a few people like I look up to. Like he he was one of them. Mm-hmm. Like growing up, I didn't have a lot of role models, but like you could probably say it about your coaches and stuff too. But you probably look up to them too. Like. In mm-hmm. certain aspects, yeah. and uh, same thing. Like, uh, there's few coaches that have had an impact on my life, or just teammates that have. And like, I wish I would have started training earlier because I I relate so much to everybody there. You know, mm-hmm. like like my the factory where I train at. Like, I train with cops. Like the owner Clay, he's a TFD. I don't know what he's high high up. I don't know if he's chief or captain, but he's high up, and uh, he's the owner. And it's like 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 the name, the factory grappling club. It's like a club. Everybody comes and grapples and hangs out. And uh, like I said, noons are the harder training sessions because you know you got the TFD. The firefighters will come, mm. or the uh, TPD, so the cops will come too. Mm-hmm. But then you got your stoners, you got your construction <laughs> workers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's cool, and it's all under one roof, you know. <laughs> and like, it, it's fun, man. Uh, it just blends it blends in. And then like you wouldn't think, but like so many fighters are nerds, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. yep. <laughs> like anime, all that, and I'm. That's what I was into. Like, mm-hmm. this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> like, I finally found where I fit in at. <laughs> That's true. That is true. But, yeah, like I said, I, I got uh, quite a few coaches that have made an impact since I started, which it's been a short time. But, like, just in different ways, too. Mm-hmm. Like when I was going through hard times or whatever, like they'd reach out, or if I hadn't been to the gym, like, hey man, why don't you come train? You okay? 
Mm-hmm. Been in, uh, you know, it's an accountability thing. Yep. Uh, if you find a good gym, it turns into a family, and they hold you accountable, and you know, and that's why like I have my loyalty to my gyms and my coaches because of how they treat me and how how they've always treated me. You know, mm-hmm. and sometimes like we've had people come and go. You know, it happens. Like there's no, there's never really no hard feelings. I guess. Uh, I go like I like training with everybody. Like, I'll go train at different gyms when I can. Some coaches don't like like if I'm getting ready for a fight or something like that. I won't just mm-hmm. because there's a possibility of injury. But other than that, like it's cool like to go to open mats and go see other gyms and see how they teach or see the other competitors around. Like especially if you travel like to the other side of the state or to a different state, you know, you get to travel and uh, check out different gyms and yeah. whatnot, meet different people. Like, I, I met a uh, guy, like, just ethnicities, you know, uh, different walks of life. Like, it could be, you're like, everybody on the mat or ring or whatever, it's the same, you know? Mm-hmm. There's nobody higher... You got ranks, obviously, but there's you're the same. You're all there to make each other better, mm-hmm. and I think that's what I like the most about martial arts. Even growing up, like I, I grew up on kung fu movies, like a lot, so I credit my kicks <laughs> <laughs> to that. <laughs> like Bruce Lee, man. <laughs> nah. Uh, but now I grew up on Kung Fu movies, and it was like an honor thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's like, in streets, there's no honor. Like, but I always did. Like, the, I, I didn't like net shots. I didn't like eye gouging, pulling hair. I was like, why are you doing that? It's, you know, it's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it don't matter. You know? <laughs> um, but, yeah, growing up, like, I always tried to hold myself, like, but it, it don't work out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's, it's not fair out there. That's nope. why I, I, I try to avoid fights at all costs. Mm-hmm. And have. I think my last street fight was before I, I started training. Mm-hmm. And it was just a weird situation <laughs> I was in. I was like, all right. <laughs> it was my... I was hanging out with my friend at the time and his little brothers had called and they were like 15 and some 18 year olds were trying to jump them or something like that. So it's like, all right. Bet. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up going there and we ended up beating them up. And <laughs> that was that. <laughs> but you know, like we were kid, we were young, you know, yeah. we didn't, I think I was, I think it was 19 at the time or something like that too. Mm-hmm. So we still like, why are you picking on his little brother? Yeah. They're not like you're grown men. <laughs> <laughs> so we was like what's funny though is we was, we was at his house playing the UFC game on his uh PlayStation. Uh-huh. And then his brother's calls like Oh snap, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh that was like the only time I really went to a fight. Mm-hmm. You know. But I was, you know, defending his little brothers, which his little brothers and my little brother were the same age too. Like that, it was funny. 
is growing up, we had problems with each other because of the little brothers. And uh, then we all became friends, like their friend, the little brothers are friends now, then we as friends. And it was cool. It's funny how life works like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, it's life is life. <laughs> I've heard that too many times where, yeah, we beat the shit out of each other and then we just became best friends yeah. or something. <laughs> you know, we're really cool after that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was the end of that. <laughs> it's, but, man, that's another thing we're fighting, you know? Like, we'll beat the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. Like, just straight up, just, you're trying to knock knock this dude out. And then as soon as the fight's over, hey, buddy. Yep, yep. <laughs> you want to go train? Yeah. Clear after. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I won, or I, you know, I'm sorry I cut you. I mean, <laughs> sorry, like, but you was trying you. to cut me. <laughs> sorry, uh, what's that called? The spinning back elbow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I did that to you. Yeah. Oh man. It's like, oh, that was a good one, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, bro. I mean, but this was a great time, man. Thank you for coming over. I appreciate and, it. You know, telling me about who you are and your fighting. And I mean, you're welcome back anytime, bro. You know, you want to promote something, just let me know. And definitely, then we'll, definitely. we'll definitely hook it up and uh, just get back on here and just talk more fighting. I mean, yeah. This is hella fun, dude. I love like just talking about fighting, you yeah. know. I'm not real good with interviews either. So it's, it's cool to, to hang out and talk. It's not like a re- regular interview. Yeah. It's cool. That's, that's the way I try to do these. It's like not like. People think like, oh man, you know, they think like I'm a hard, ask these hard ass questions, but it's like, no, yeah. we're just hanging out. Yeah. You know, we're just hanging out and getting to know you and just chilling, you know, go wherever this conversation goes. Yeah. And I mean, this is fun, dude. You know, I love like hearing like everything about MMA that you do and the things you want to give back to the community. You know, that I feel like that's really important as well. So um, I think you're on the right path and just keep going, bro. You know, don't. Don't ever you you won't ever get discouraged. Yeah, you know, you've already been there, yeah. right? So, and I think and, I'm stuck in it now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, I mean, let everybody know where to follow you, how to keep up with you, and if you have like fights on YouTube or anything, let them know like um, where to watch them okay. or how to watch them. All right. If they're anywhere besides YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Uh, y'all can follow me on uh Facebook. It's uh Samson Tabby Tight S A M P S O N T A B B Y T I T E. And then I also have a fight page. It's just Samson Tabby Tight fight page. And then my Instagram is uh, Samson Tabby Tight MMA. And then, uh, yeah, that's how you can follow me. I do have some fights on YouTube that other people have posted. I haven't posted nothing myself yet. But, uh, yeah, you can follow my Instagram. That's where I post a lot of my fights and my on my fight page on Facebook. Those are majority of the time is where I'm going to post my fight news and anything to do with my fighting. Also, uh, any sponsors uh, that want to sponsor me or work with me, uh, just send me a message or whatever. And then shout out to my coaches, my teams. Uh, Factory Grappling Club and Forza Combat Sports and shout out to you for having me on your podcast and I'm looking back to coming back. For looking sure. forward to coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm not good. <laughs> He's getting tongue tied. <laughs> yeah. 
no but uh yeah everybody go follow him keep up with him shout out to you know all, all of your teammates put tulsa on the map um mma has grown so much here there's a lot of talent here that's in these uh sports that's in the sport mma jiu-jitsu boxing you know combat sports i guess i could say so you know keep doing it if you want to try it hit up samson he will guide you in the right direction and um check him out on youtube i checked out a few of his fights before this let me know when your fight is i would like to go I will. so let me let me know uh, hopefully i'll have something soon hopefully it's not the week of <laughs> <laughs> no I, i'm just i've been training i said i did my five miles today uh class was uh canceled today because of the, the fight everybody's out of town for mm. fights so mm-hmm. uh all the coaches anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah just follow me <laughs> But yeah, check them out and uh, follow Oki Podcast on Instagram at Oki Podcast at Russ at Russ at Russellmus forty nine on Instagram as well. Russell Sunny go on Facebook. Oki Podcast is on Facebook as well. Check out Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation and Oki Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple, Spotify. Uh, follow uh, follow Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation on TikTok at Reservation underscore Mysteries. You can follow us on Instagram as well and check out the website okipodcast.com and uh i believe that's all so thank you bro for coming on and until next time everybody peace